Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Welcome in, all you intellectual idiots, to a special edition of Libservative. I, as always, am Dan Griffin. This is part one of a three-part series on what we thought would be about crony capitalism, the poisoning of a mid-sized Midwestern town by a corporation that has captured the government body that that oversees it. And maybe it still is. As of now, it's hard to say. But after taking a dive into a company called Graphic Packaging and its possible poisoning of the city of Kalamazoo, Michigan, and after having a chance to speak with a couple of locals that have a lot of experience with the situation at hand, Corey, Bell, and I wanted to go a bit of a different route. In the first two parts of this series, you're going to hear two interviews that Corey and I conducted. What you'll notice is that both interviews are with people that recognize that graphic packaging is showering parts of Kalamazoo with toxic emissions, and both interviewees want the company not only to stop doing so, but to be held accountable for their actions. The first interviewee is a lead activist against graphic packaging who has recently brought lawsuits on not only graphic packaging, but also several state and local officials for their roles. She wants to help people get away from the area, get away from the poison. While our second interviewee is an insider with a BS in environmental science with a specialty in hazardous materials in what he himself dubbed as a very broad field. He's chosen to remain anonymous to this point, and we've chosen to respect that. And he's got a bit of a different take, which we'll get into in part two. You won't want to miss that. But what I'll say is that these two have very different priorities as it pertains to graphic packaging. And yet both have the best interests of Kalamazoo in mind. You may be asking how that can possibly be. Isn't the health of Kalamazoo all that matters? Well, the answer from both of them is an unequivocal yes. But something as simple sounding as cleaning up the pollution in a town still has a lot of nuance with a lot of people affected and for different reasons. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome in Brandy Crawford. Brandy is the lead activist against graphic packaging. She is also an activist for environmental justice, civil rights, climate change, and some other things. Brandy has been battling for and has since gotten lawsuits filed against graphic packaging since just this interview. Here's Brandy Crawford in part one of three in our series. All right, Brandy Crawford, uh, a lead activist, I guess, is what uh, what you like to be called with regards to uh, the graphics packaging situation in Kalamazoo. Brandy, thanks for joining Libservative. Hi. I guess you call me an environmental justice, civil rights, climate change activist. <laughs> yeah, the list was... The list was too long. Yeah. 
They're good. They're good uh, credentials, though, for sure. Anyway, we appreciate you joining us here on Libservative. And I guess just to start for folks who, you know, maybe don't read MLive or follow Status Quo, uh, just kind of give us a, a quick rundown of what's been going on with graphics packaging uh, as you see it here on May 31st, 2023. Um, well, they still have malfunctioning equipment causing um, excess pollution, gas, toxic gas leaks. So does the wastewater plant owned by the city of Kalamazoo, which is next door to graphic packaging. It's next door to an environmental justice community who already has a 92% EJ environmental justice score, which says you have a 92% chance of getting cancer, respiratory disease. Now the pollution has been increased since February, 2022 with an expansion that governor Whitmer allowed them to get $125 million in tax breaks and um, uh, from taxpayers and school funds to expand and increase pollution by 700,000 tons when the whole entire city has been suffering for over 20 years from the air pollution the graphic packaging's already been releasing. So there's lots of corruption involved. Lots of people are ignored, no matter how many people have called into city meetings, state um, environmental Great Lakes and energy meetings, public hearings. Um, I filed a lawsuit, civil rights complaints, you know, I've done a health study. I co-authored my own health study. I got the state health department to do a health study, and then they just released that after a three-year delay, which I already had a toxicologist report saying there was a severe health, health risk to everyone in the community as well as the people that work at the plants. And um, the state health department just sat on it. I feel like it's because they're in cahoots. You know, all the all the state departments are in cahoots with each other, so they help each other instead of helping protect us like they're supposed to do. So they don't really protect health and the environment like they're supposed to. And um, now like the whole city is getting sick, like burning eyes, burning lungs. It's way worse than Flint water crisis. I'm not, would never try to downplay Flint or the Benton Harbor lead water crisis either, but this is environmental racism. But, it, but now it's, you know, that was the intention was always environmental racism. They locate these plants next to predominantly, African-American communities, Latino communities, low-income white communities, um, factories, and um, Native American communities, oil, like a lot of them in Texas. They're, they're just all over the United States. But in Michigan, we have environmental justice hotspots, and Kalamazoo is a hotspot. They have the highest asthma hospitalization rate in the nation. Um, there's thousands of uh, African-American babies that die every year just in one neighborhood. And then now the pollution has spread to the white areas with a permit to increase pollution that Eagle authorized with this expansion. And like I said, Governor Whitmer backed with, I, I wonder if people even know, like their tax funds are actually going to, towards poisoning people. So this is, this is something that Corey and I talk about quite a bit when it comes to, you know, uh, crony capitalism, which is not the same as real capitalism. We like to make that distinction. Uh, but we, we we can never quite figure out how much of it is actual corruption and how much of it is com just complete incompetence on the part of the government. Would you would you say that there's probably a little bit of both if you had to take a guess? Oh yeah, but I would say it's more corruption on this end at least, just because in 2009 they did a toxic gas study. The city of Kalamazoo did, and DQ, which they were DQ at that time, you know, they changed their name after Flint. It didn't change what their, their ML was because they have been, most people have been working there, the supervisors, for 30 plus years. Um, so their eagle is kind of, to me, like, uh, you know, they're supposed to be protecting the environment and health and the public health department is supposed to protect public health. But I believe that 
their MO is kind of like a smoke screen to protect economic development. I don't think that they're when I've, I just studied so much and I know the history, I've seen so much documentation that it's, it, it's insane that they have allowed people to, it's, it's genocide and it's been happening for decades and decades, hundreds, like at least a hundred years, graphic packaging has been there under different names, different company names. And they, and they've never, I'm the one that pretty much probably got them their first violation. Cause I've just went so hard on them. Um, so how do you like never, never give someone a, you've given them violations, but you never find a company in a hundred years of violating the clean air act and clean water act. They're a super fun site for God's sakes. Why would you give them $125 million in state taxpayer funds to increase it when they've already been dumping and spilling for a hundred years? When you see when you see the subsidies, that's that's a, a lot of what we talk about when it comes to corporate capture, right? Like Corey and I talk about, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, you know, funding a, a, a I don't know what the number is, but a huge percentage of uh, you know of the FDA. I mean, this is this is this is this is quite similar. Yeah, it is. A lot, that's why a lot of people are like, oh, FDA approved, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> FDA approved if they're in cahoots with the pharmaceutical companies, like and. And and, the, and that's another thing. It's just capitalism. I try to tell people, stop. Graphic Packaging's board of directors are Coors members. So I'm telling everybody, stop drinking Coors beer. Stop, you know, paying. You see these, this is the worst public health crisis I've ever seen. These people, I mean, even the reporters on the ground were sick for weeks with swollen, burning eyes, burning throats, like all this. It's insane. Like the status coup guys, they were like... The reporters, Jordan and Colin, they were they were sick. And then I and that ag- aggravated my asthma just to go down there to interview with them, which I did not want to go near graphic packaging at all. But I did it because I'm trying to save lives because the kids can't go out for recess at school. You know, it's the daycare. I mean, everybody's terrified for their children. The health department comes out the health study a couple of weeks ago and says, yeah, the air is hazardous, but uh, you guys just need to stay in the house. Yeah, I was just what reading kind of- that. Yeah. What kind of shit is that? That's not helping. Right. Just just stay inside and ignore the smells. Like the air pollution inside can be just as bad, if not worse, than the outside air pollution. It's still seeping through your windows, your doors, like the basement. <laughs> your vent, your HVAC. Some people don't even have air conditioning. It's 91 degrees out and it's like all the pollution gets trapped in the valley in Kalamazoo. So like it's insane that they would expand and make this like the headquarters of graphic packaging at 70 locations. Why they would pick Kalamazoo as the sacrificial lambs to 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 expand? They're doing it in Waco, Texas now too. They closed a bunch of plants, and they're going to make a really big one in Waco too. And they're going to do the same shit to all of them. It's inhumane. I went off at the town hall, and I told everybody I had because I have a I had I filed a class action against Graphic Packaging three years ago. We're still in court, but I hired another lawyer to do civil rights. And then when I was telling him about you know everything and all this documentation i have that were actually a super fun site they never relocated the neighborhood like when just from the pcbs from years ago when, when they had the kalamazoo river spill and all that and you know and just just all the stuff that i know and <clears throat> all the documentation i have i got university of michigan doctors helping me and they we're doing this michigan cares blood study to find out if the environmental pollution is causing people to get cancer i mean it's, it's terrifying everything is happening but it's sad that like the state government is doing nothing to help that Governor Whitmer has still not not even declared a public health emergency. They've had these hydrogen sulfides, which is an unregulated toxic acid, but they released about 30 of them or more. So is the wastewater plant. Pfizer, a pharmaceutical company, is going through the wastewater plant. Lots of other, you know, 
toxic facilities, including graphic patching, is going through the wastewater plant. And they have these hydrogen sulfide monitors and that, you know, the health department said that, that yeah, that causes long-term health consequences, respiratory, nasal, you know, um, burning eyes, burning throat. And, and, but they didn't, they didn't test all the other ones. The EPA was there three days. You know, they don't have consistent, they have, they have one air monitor, EPA air monitor, the state runs and it's in the middle of that for all the toxic facilities in Kalamazoo County, they have it located in the middle of the freaking fairgrounds. Yeah, and that and that's that's the the hydrogen sulfide reporting is is suspicious in and of, in and of itself because I, I'm sure um, Brad over over at MLive who I think released his article on the fourth of May, um, it's not really his fault that uh, it's it's the only data available calling it at, at four parts at four parts per billion and what what's the safe level like one point four I, I mean safe level I guess quote unquote uh, it, it, but it, in I've seen a lot of complaints about why aren't there any other reportings of, you know, the, the other toxic gases that are supposedly involved here. And it's because it's, the data doesn't exist. Who's, who's going to collect the data? Purposely, no matter how much I bagged, you know, they brought a drone over the wastewater plant, but they didn't bring it over the neighborhood. That's who they should be caring about. The people that are getting poisoned. That's where all the, there should be, there should be so many monitors out there, but they don't want to put more monitors throughout Michigan they don't care about Michiganders as a whole, period. Like, all they care about is economic development. It doesn't matter if it's poisoning people at work or poisoning the people that are living near these facilities because these companies pay the state agencies fees for all the chemicals they release on top of the permit fees to, to operate. So they're paying, you know, with this M-A-E-R-S system, mayor's system, and, and and I don't believe that they're being truthful when they say, oh, I'm releasing 44 tons of sulfur dioxide. Because who measures year. that? Like, I'm doing like 100. Like, I'm just going to like trust that you're reporting correctly when I've seen you on the EPA toxic release inventory. Say you're only releasing lead, which is a flat lie. So how can I trust that you're reporting correctly to the state website either? Like, it's... It's just the biggest scam I've ever seen. I've ever been involved in. I've had to get put on high blood pressure medicine. And that's just for doing this because I've been ignored and gaslit so much by all the government, politicians, you know, everyone involved in this. And and even my lawyers, like for the graphic packaging lawsuit, like they, I, they were waiting on the health study, you know, but this other lawyer I hired, we're about to file a lawsuit this week against like, so, like mayors, the governor, um, ex-mayor, current mayor, Kalamazoo, like all kinds of people like involved in this and Eagle employees. And it's for like wrongful death, assault and battery. Like this is a major lawsuit. Like we're not, we're not messing around. It's not nuisance, negligence, odor. Like my first one was, cause that's what my lawyer said at first. Like he's ready to go after them for what they did. Cause so many people are dying and it's like, they're just not the national reporters. They told me they would read CNN and ABC. I talked to a couple reporters from there. As soon as the house study comes out, we're going to help. Yeah, and I don't mean to raise your blood pressure higher, but uh, me and Dan are actually looking a couple of things up and stuff. And uh, graphics packaging also contributes thousands of dollars to both political parties. And then on top of that, in the third quarter of last year, they spent $15 million on stock buybacks, money that could have been used to help mitigate and help at no, least do their part. Buyers, like I saw Bloom, Bloomberg Green did an article on them saying that they pretty much withheld, 
you know, important information from their green bond investors for this expansion because they claimed that they were a green company because they're a recycling cardboard plant. And so then, but they never told the green bond investors when they invested $100 million with them that they were being investigated for environmental racism. Mm. You just casually left that part out. Yeah. So when it comes to like the actual regulations and stuff that they're trying to put in, like have any, has anyone said that they're going to actually try to do more regulations or has anyone said that they're actually going to just actually enforce regulations? Because in all honesty, they can make as many regulations as they want. Yeah. But they're not enforcing the ones that we, that we do that's, have. You finished my so sentence. That's, that's what I was going to say. More, but if you're not freaking doing your job to begin with, like it's not going to really help anything if you're not regulating the Clean Air and Clean Water Act and 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 the Toxic Substance and Control Act. Like all, you're not regulating any of this stuff that's already been in place for decades. Like you're not you're not even doing that. You're not even monitoring all of the six criteria pollutants that the EPA requires the state to monitor on the state monitors in every county in Michigan or city. Some some have city monitors. Most most cities don't have any monitors. There should be at least one county monitor, but they're located, like I said, in Kalamazoo County. It's in the fairgrounds in an open airfield, not near any toxic polluters to even, you know, test for these toxic chemicals that can affect everyone living in the area. So that's another thing about Eagle that they hide is that they turn off the criteria pollutants on the monitors and they might leave like one or two on there, like lead or mercury or something like that, but not the main ones that the toxic gases are really going to hurt people. I'm not saying lead or mercury doesn't, but like the really powerful ones that you, you just don't, you might not even smell some of these chemicals or you can't see any of them. Like I, I wish that all of them had a color. Cause if everybody saw the, like how bad it was, like with their visual eyes, you know, they can smell and say, Oh God, something smells bad. But they, for all these years, until I did that FOIA request, no one knew where the odor was coming from. They didn't know if it was the cemetery, the river, the wastewater plant, graphic packaging. They didn't know that the odor was toxic until I did the FOIA request and found these gas studies. And they knew about it since 2009. So this has been a crisis since 2009 and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. It's like, it's like going into somebody's house, turning on the gas stove and removing the carbon monoxide detectors and yeah. saying, no, that's, I don't know why people are dying in your house. It's weird. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> you had to go through FOIA requests just to even get this information. Like it's, and that alone is just bureaucratic, just like hurdles, just to even get this basic information for people that should be very public knowledge. That's the one thing that pisses me off is that they're just not telling everybody. Like they don't tell people like everyone should sign up for this echo E C H O E C echo website um, for EPA, because it'll tell you, I get it every Sunday. I find out everywhere in Michigan who's got an environmental violation. People are just so busy with their own lives that, you know, a lot, a lot of people are not woke to, to this type of stuff. They, they trust the government's protecting their water and protecting their air. And they wonder why is there clusters of cancer and, and respiratory disease in their neighborhood or why everyone they're going to school with has inhalers and stuff. And it's the pollution. Yeah. And when people who don't like, cause like, it's weird, like the way we've discussed this and how like there's campaign contributions and stuff like that. When you just say that the government's kind of in on this, it does sound very conspiratorial. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then you have to elaborate that it's no, it's. Like I was saying with the campaign contributions, like the way they pay for fees to release this stuff. And at the same time, this is a, one of the biggest employers in Kalamazoo, if I'm correct, right? 
I don't think that it is. They say that, but a lot of people that work there aren't even from Kalamazoo. And when they first started the expansion, they said, we're doing a $600 million expansion and we're going to bring 25 local jobs. <laughs> it's a 25 local jobs to increase pollution by 700,000 tons to, to poison people even further. And it now, now it's the whole city instead of just the environmental justice community. I mean, I got burning eyes when I was outside. That's what made me do the FOIA request because I already was suspicious of them in 2018 when I read an article. And I never had asthma. And I, after I moved to this neighborhood, I've owned several houses in this neighborhood. My asthma kept getting worse. And I don't smoke cigarettes or anything. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is my asthma keep getting worse and worse? And so um, <clears throat> I just started getting suspicious. Like, I wonder if it's that, like, it's that smell. Like, it's an, like, or what if it's graphic? I started looking up toxic stuff. And because they came out with this article, USA Today, saying Kalamazoo had the worst air the dirtiest air in the nation was the title of the article. So I looked at the source and it said Adams data solutions. Then I looked up Adams data solutions and American lung association has this report where they grade these counties a through F and Kalamazoo is failing. And so I joined the city of Kalamazoo environmental concerns committee. And this was in 2018. And I, um, I said, man, I saw that the biggest polluters in our County were Pfizer and graphic packaging. And, um, I think that's why I think I have asthma, you know? And, um, I said, that's why I'm joining because I want to clean up the air pollution. Well, I left the meeting and then the, the city attorney and the vice mayor, who was our now mayor, David Anderson, and the environmental concerns, concerns committee board member, Aaron Wright, they're all in cahoots with each other. And graphic packaging has had private meetings with graphic packaging and sitting politicians and city, they call them odor task force meetings instead of toxic gas. And, um, they, they did the cease and desist letter. They sent it to Adams Data Solutions and the reporter saying, do not report on our air quality. It will ruin Kalamazoo's reputation. So I quit. Because uh, I was like, holy crap, I'm sitting on a board of killers. They just, yeah, they just fell right and in I, line. And then, I, yeah, I just quit. So I let it go, though, because I look, I believe the state, like a lot of other people, like at first, I'm like, I called, I said, are they out of compliance? Because I was learning about compliance. I was learning about environmental stuff. And um, I filed a comp- an odor complaint because I smelled it in my mother house I owned, which was a little west of the EJ community in West Douglas neighborhood. And then she was like, they're fine. Everything's fine. You know, So then I bought another house over Zoom. So I didn't actually get to go there and see what it was like before I bought it because I bought it during the pandemic. And within days of me moving in, I started getting burning eyes. And I just started going door to door. I was like, do you guys get burning eyes? Yep. Started showing me their address. Do you guys have asthma too? Because my asthma was getting worse too. And they're like, yep. And so I just went door to door. Everybody had asthma burning eye drops. I'm like, this is some crazy shit right here. See, that's what that's what's so interesting, Brandy, is that you you kind of got into this on on a hunch based on just like your own your own health issues that were, you know, that you 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 hadn't had before, or at least you hadn't had in a long time. And so you you kind of start digging into this and, and what you often get at the beginning of these these types of things. I mean, whether you want to talk about whether you want to talk about Flint or which is obviously the other big one in the state or, or anywhere else where these where there's these kind of hidden environmental problems and you get the pushback of well, and you're just being conspiratorial. I mean, correlation doesn't equal causation. Right. But it's like, you know, sometimes the correlation of you walking around your neighborhood in every single house where you knock on the door is all having asthma issues, all has burning eyes. Like sometimes that correlation, sure, maybe it doesn't equal causation, but it's it's a it's a really interesting phenomenon that definitely deserves to be looked into. 
And then, and then I asked my mailman because Ryan, my aim, he doesn't live there, right? I don't even think he lived in Kalamazoo. And I said, do you get burning eyes when you deliver the mail? And he was like, yeah, because he delivers up through the neighbor. He goes, I get it really bad when it rains. I think there's acid rain. And so I was like, wow, even the people that deliver the mail that don't even live over here are getting poisoned. And it's like people just like a lot of people, like I had a bag reporter, Stephen, talk to me because I was like, we have to tell people about this. We have to warn the public, you know, because the the no none of these agencies are warning anyone. And I want people to know so they can leave. Because as soon as I found out, I sold my house and moved. Like a couple of months after that, I was gone. You're but one of the lucky ones that could afford to just, do so. They were waiting on health study. Like, like the health departments, like, come on, you guys. Like, I've done the work. I've done the studying. I've worked with the doctors. I got doctors to do reports. Everyone should have just believed me instead of waiting on the health department. And then some of them could have left, I felt like, by now. You know, it's just the fact that everyone just trusts the governmental agencies, the state agencies so much. And now everybody wants to move, you know. And now it's like it's getting out. They're worried about their property values. They're worried about, you know, this. I at the town hall, the scientist said, I grew up Kalamazoo my whole life. Now I'm moving because I don't want to get cancer. You know, it's just like just just hearing all that stuff. And I and I stood up there and I said, you can't trust any politicians or any governmental officials sitting here at this meeting. There's about 150 people there. And I said, I had my lawyer stand up. I said, the only way you guys are going to get help is if you guys sign up for this, these lawsuits, because that's the only way you're going to get money to get the hell away from these people because they're all evil. They don't care. I've begged for three years for help. I've tried everything to get help for everyone and they don't care and they're not going to help you. And they're just sitting here like telling you information, telling you they're going to keep studying and staying on the ground, but they're doing, they're no, there's no health recommendations. Staying in the house is staying in the house is not a health recommendation. Bringing medical vans. Health. We just went through two years of quote unquote, staying in the house. Right. That's the last thing anybody wants to hear. Right. And, you know, I asked for relocation. I've helped this toxicologist. And given him my own studies and, and that I had doctors doing that I co-authored with a public health expert. They knew that this was serious. They downplayed it. They edited the report. They watered it down. But it's the first state health report that I I'm the, I, I initiated the first air pollution study ever. The county health department tried to act like they initiated it because they didn't want to admit that they ignored us too. Talk, they told us all, we just handle lead. And the water, we don't, don't, don't do air. They, they, he, he, that's why I called him out at the town hall too. Like, did you know in 2009 that there was a gas study done? Why didn't you help? Why didn't the county health department help them? Why are you taking down death statistics from your county health department website? Well, that's, that's a lot of the issue that you, that we've seen, whether you're talking about East Palestine or Flint and you, you run into this issue of, uh, of of the bureaucracy constantly feeding the blame through like this feeder system that never ends you know it's it's kind of this uh uh what, what, that's not like like you said we just cover lead right so it's like they they constantly feed it down this chain of blame and it just that 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 chain never seems to come to an end so you never have a point where you actually get answers Right. That's the problem. That's why I always bitch when I'm like calling into like White House Environmental Justice Council meetings or the National Environmental Justice Council meetings or, or any public hearings, because I'm like, you guys really don't want to warn the public and you're not making, you're not providing any solutions or actions. No matter what we say, you ignore us. Why are you even having the public hearings for, to hear our comments of people that live near these polluting facilities that are poisoning people? Why are you even having the public hearing 
and acting like you're going to take our comments into consideration when you know damn well before you even have the public hearing that you don't give a shit. You're going to give these permits to these polluters regardless of what we say. But they just put out 25 new jobs, Brandy. They're 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 helping they're helping they're helping boost the economy of Kalamazoo. <laughs> um, so one quick question. Um, I know that so like if we, like as a good I guess a decent comparison for this would be like East Palestine or whatever. And uh, in East Palestine, when it came to like the cleanup crews and the people who did the uh, the surveying and stuff like that, was a company called Tetratech. And that company was in California as well, or I think they're based out of California and they got caught for, they got caught there at one of the air bases doing a, um, like fudging their numbers for their studies. So in, so for in Michigan, do we have, do they subcontract a lot of that stuff out as well? Like, do they have companies that they used? The, the, the data that they were going off of was three days of EPA mobile unit monitoring where they told me not to tell me when they were coming down, but something tells me they told graphic packaging they were coming down because the pollution wasn't bad when they were there. Like they turned the boilers or something. And then the rest of it is from the city of Kalamazoo and graphic packaging. They're liable parties. Why are you trusting their hydrogen sulfide monitoring? Their, their monitors are always down when they're high. They say they're broken when they're you know when they're not working they say they fell down but like come on it's always an excuse and they're both liable so they should have never i told the health department you need to do the monitoring you should be going door to door why are you not doing your job as a state health department to protect public health over here so that is that leads us back to how much of it is collusion and how much of it is incompetence it's more corruption than I've ever seen. I mean, the 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 director of Eagle is married to the tax unit manager at Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. So the state health department and married, so they can't testify against each other. And do you think that the tax unit manager who's in charge of helping to release the study and this report and edit this report is gonna like want it to sound so horrible that her husband might go to jail or lose his career because he never did any enforcement against graphic packaging? I don't mean to be a dick, but that kind of sounds like a marriage of convenience right there. <laughs> right. And the governor appointed both of them. <laughs> mm. And that's what sucks. A Democratic governor like Governor Whitmer, like I am shocked. And environmental justice right now, President Biden said, this is at the forefront. He wants environmental justice to be at the forefront of every governmental agency. I've talked to everyone in the Fed that has an environmental justice department. But it, because it's so new, most of them don't even have staff, like Health and Human Services and the government above Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. I've talked to her, Dr. Sharonda Buchanan. I've met with I've met with everybody in the federal or the state or the local government, and they all just act heartless. Yeah, and I mean this is this is <clears throat> this is interesting too, because this this one here is actually on well, you said you said probably since about two thousand nine, but at least since since like the minimal amount of data has been coming about coming out. This actually is under the Whitmer administration and uh, Corey and I have gone back and forth, uh, not so much on the show, but definitely uh, in, in private conversations with regards to the Flint water crisis and about how the fact that that was under that, that took place under a Republican governor. And suddenly the, the Whitmer administration gets into office and Dana Nessel doesn't launch an investigation at all. Or at least not a meaningful investigation at all in Flint. There's criminal investigations pending as well. Like I had to file a complaint with Department of Justice. Like 
So they're investigating it right now. I mean, I heard from the investigator like not too long ago. So I, I foresee not saying, I hope that, you know, with Flint, there was a lot of arrests. No one really like did any jail time. Right. Um, But this is like, this is different because it's kind of intentional. It's corruption. It's like Michigan. One thing about Michigan is that that always fascinated me is public integrity does this corruption, like, uh, like, survey like investigation type of thing every year for like all the states and cities and stuff like that see who's the most corrupt michigan has always been the number one corrupt state which is crazy to me because they compared it like 18 corruption case public you know with public government officials 18 corruption cases a year and there's like four in miami and new york I mean, those are way more population than us, our whole state. Like, this is insane. Well, if you if you dig into a little bit of uh, what the city of Detroit's been uh, up to for the past 40 or so years, that might explain a little bit of it. <laughs> That's part of it, but it's really, like, everywhere. Like, it's, it's in right. every mental agency. Even the S- Department of Civil Rights, I feel like they're in cahoots with Kalamazoo. Um, I mean, you'll see when we file these lawsuits how bad it really is. Like, if you like, I'll send you guys a copy of the complaint. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, we want to so, definitely keep our thumbs on the on this one, keeping an eye on it. Yeah, because like, I mean, everyone's saying, "Oh, I can't wait to see." You know, who's all getting sued? Every reporter's asked Governor Whitmer for a comment. She won't even give a comment, but she'll. She's come to Kalamazoo. I don't know how many times since she knew this was going on, and um. And um, she's just never toured the EJ community. She's never talked, spoke on it. She, she's like take taking pictures with the mayor and other politicians, local politicians. But I don't know why she's ignoring this. Like the only reason I can figure is that she shouldn't have supported the the economic development incentives and tax breaks and tax incentives. And she knows she fucked up. But my thing is, excuse me. Um, my thing is that. Um, like everyone makes mistakes, right? So, right, why doesn't she just admit that she made a mistake and and fix it now? Because the the more she ignores it, the more she doesn't help a public health crisis of this severity, the worse she's going to look. Well, th- we we can we can speak to that. I mean, because if if she, I mean, this is this is just what politicians do, particularly high profile politicians like a governor or a um any kind of uh any kind of federal politician. If she if she does this, if she acknowledges this, it's it is essentially from a political perspective, her admitting guilt. So it's a lot easier for her to just kind of hope it goes away. I mean, hopefully with, with with folks like you on the ground, it will not go away. But as as a politician, she is if she's one thing, she is a really, really, really good politician. That doesn't make her a good person. That doesn't make her a good leader. That doesn't mean she didn't fuck up here. But she's strategically a, a pretty damn good politician and i think she's doing the thing that makes sense to her in her in her own political head it's not right but that's kind of the rationale behind it as far as we see it i just don't know how she would feel if this was happening to her family it just wouldn't you know what i mean it just like it's when you mentioned earlier with the kalamazoo and like the uh like median income and things like that it's just always awfully convenient that these things happen in lower income communities it never had you yeah but it's spread but kalamazoo though they have white areas that are rich white areas of kalamazoo too and now they're getting sick too so i thought even with the outcry of more white people that would have even helped because even though the the 
the community that was targeted was African American. That's why I filed civil rights complaints on. It's it's the fact that it's spread now to the white areas, and now even we there's a petition going around for the superintendent saying how are they going to protect the kids at school from the pollution from graphic packing. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about that too, and it's it kind of makes us feel like we're behind the ball on this because I feel like that's when this news actually started to break and spread is when it started to affect the more affluent neighborhoods. Yeah, I mean, well, they've been talking about it for three years. I mean, I've been interviewed by Time Magazine. I've been interviewed by Aaron Brockovich. All of the the Michigan, Michigan Detroit Free Press has interviewed me twice. Um, the Detroit News has talked about it. I feel like every news station, Fox 17, Wood TV, Channel 3 News, like it's been on the news for three years. It's just it's just not blowing up like Flint did. Right. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, it's that hopefully. I think our law. I think our lawsuits will help because there's just so many criminal, you know, like you wouldn't think like you could, you could file a lawsuit for assault and battery for civil. Right. You would think criminal things. So people are like, what? You know? So I think that will wake people up because I, I swear when I filed the class action lawsuit against graphic Patreon, I felt like that got more news attention than like the, the, you know, all the other stuff, the hydrogen sulfide readings being like 47 times the minimal risk level, like just anything health related. It was like, they're more concerned about lawsuits and money and stuff like that. But the money, the only reason why I filed the lawsuits is to get everything fixed and so that people can get money to leave because it's not, they're not, they're, the, the city has a foundation of excellence. So they have hundreds of millions of dollars donated to them. And the the state and graphic packaging is a billion dollar corporation, so they could have relocated people. They could have bought the land and expanded more if they relocate the whole city, but they won't. Yeah, and you you I mean you just you just you just hit the nail on the head right there, Brandy. You know why you know why would the city not want to do anything? Well, right. you, you said it right there. You're you're trying to to file lawsuits that can give people money to get the hell away from this place, and city don't want that. Yeah, the city wants that's, that. That's the last thing they this want. Is, yeah, bad press for them. But like what kills me too is like, you know, like this money that we're talking about, you know, like in the very least, why can't like this company just do the proper exhaust systems and things like that? Like, so for me personally, I work, I know yeah. they'd rather spend it on stock buybacks, like $15 million in stock buybacks. Like me yeah. personally, I work in a, uh, a building, you know, it's, it's a factory and we do have, we deal with chemicals and stuff like that. Like when I saw one of your interviews, I heard you mentioning some that we deal with like Tabaluene methyl ketone things like that and but our plant happens to be in a more like richer neighborhood and the city's there all the time checking our stuff making sure everything is good and on the up and up and it's just frustrating to see when there's other areas that those standards are, those neighborhoods and those companies aren't held to the same standard because it's just nah, it's just poor folk but they just don't care like they have an open wastewater clarifier that they can put a cap on they have uh, smokestacks that can take carbon filtration and they have this junction chamber that's been put off since 2009 that flows from the wastewater or graphic packaging, the wastewater plant. Another reason why the city isn't helping and they ignored us every time people were calling into the city meetings because they're on Zoom for so long for the pandemic with trachs in their throat begging for their lives. And they gave a $21 million tax break to expand. You should have never given them, let them expand. They said they would go to Ohio. If you didn't get in the tax break or whatever, so why did you not listen to your residents? We've gotten a little bit of pushback with regards to the possibility that, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I think Corey, Corey's uh, with me on this, and, and maybe you can fill us in a little bit, um, is that is 
is that some part or all of the blame could be put on the city for some sort of sewage system that has been uh, neglected or, or wasn't expanded in the right way when the plant expanded. Can you speak to that at all? Well, there's this junction chamber between the wastewater plant graphic packaging that should have been fixed a long time ago. And they kind of put it off just for graphic packaging to put in a parking lot and do their expansion and stuff like that. So um, that's, I would say that. And the wastewater plants, put they're putting money into it now, but it's kind of too late. Everyone's already got respiratory disease or cancer or whatever. But, but even the, even if the wastewater plants putting money into stuff now, they were supposed to put a biofilter in to, to scoop up all the gases. And they said it was too costly, but they have the money to do it. Or they should have charged graphic packaging. You're, you're making what one to $4 million a year just by treating their waste and their water. Okay. So it was the wastewater plant that you had mentioned. Okay. Clear that up. Providing water. The the city of Kalamazoo provides water to graphic packaging for their operations and treats their waste. Well, we know where $125 million went that they could have used to take care of that. (laughs) I just don't know what it is. Like, it's just like, there's something about this company. I'm telling you, like they really have a big, and they're based out of Atlanta. They're not even from Michigan. And and they, they're located in Cancer Alley, Louisiana. They're located all over. They've always been in the top 10 water and air polluters in the United States when uh, you, you University of Massachusetts does this, this study every year. They're always in the top 10. They're just criminal. They're criminal polluters. And everybody that's connected to them, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, like all their customers, people need to stop buying that shit because you're contributing to, you know, that's toxic for one anyway, with stuff they have, but they sell. But um, it's 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 just killing people. And but they just, recycle shit, so that fixes everything. People need, people need to stop buying, so, uh, being so consumer driven because they don't know that when you're so consumer driven and you're constantly like buying things, it could be like hurting, it could be killing people, and you just don't know. Not saying that anybody would intentionally do that, but like you have to think about what you're doing and and how it can affect other people, and and if you live somewhere where there's a bad smell like you need to investigate it or or a lot of people your neighbors are sick you have to investigate it and 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 ask the environmental quality department where in your state or wherever how much pushback brandy do you get because with all of the stuff that 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 you just mentioned all these people that you've called and I, i imagine many of them multiple multiple times i can literally just see somebody in some some government office or wherever you're calling one or or wherever you're calling going Jesus Christ! It's that crazy lady on the phone again. You know what I mean? It's it's. It, I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you get some of that. How much? How much do you do you get any pushback? Not just from them, but even from members of your own community, where the, where you're like, ah, there's jobs, and maybe we should just let it go. Actually, nobody. I think everybody's scared of me. <laughs> I really. Like, I mean, because like, if if someone else calls about it, like they might not get a call for a few days or they might not get a call at all. But if I call or I email, mine's like five seconds. They're just, they stay up on it. They try to kiss my ass. That's good. Try to act good. Like they're, they're friends with me and everything like that. Like they're friendly with me and stuff so that I don't come after them, but they know I'm going to regardless. Cause I haven't stopped. I will get every, I will do every Avenue that there is to get justice for me and my community. Like that in my family, there's just no way that I would ever stop until you know, I mean, a lot of some people might not believe in God, but it says my people will be destroyed for net lack of knowledge. And this is exactly a perfect example to me. The lack of knowledge is literally destroying the people in your city. Yeah. Do you have, do you have, um, 
uh, how big of a group do you have with you? I mean, is this, is this just you doing this? Have you gotten other members of your community to kind of to help you out and get involved? Yeah, I have some my I have friends that have spoken out in the news and stuff, too. But there's like we couldn't get like I be- I belong to like Moms Clean Air Force, Sierra Club, NAACP. You know, I belong to all these groups and nobody wanted to help me. I belong to Michigan Environmental Justice Coalition. They just did a statement on, be- on my behalf to, to M Live and they did a press release. But that was after the health study came out. And so like everybody's, and then I'm in this Michigan environmental justice caucus where I'm like the only one that's not a group. I'm just like Brandy Croft. <laughs> if I won't, but like, I won't say I'm part of any group because they, not, none of them help. Cause it's just more so, bureaucratic red tape. And it's like, yeah. so like I have like Dr. David Benack, he's like a professor at Western. He's spoken out and his wife and, and people from the neighborhood, like this Deanne Winfield, her daughter died of an asthma attack. Her son's on life support with asthma, like you know, and she, her daughter was seventeen. And then they don't talk about the COVID rate too. How how uh, pollution is re- like if you live in a polluted area, you have a fifteen percent higher chance of dying from COVID. And there was a bunch of people in our neighborhood that died from COVID, and the news didn't even report on that because they were all young. And I was like, uh, you guys should be reporting this. Like Deanne said, she's going to ten funerals a day. That's a lot for COVID. Especially younger people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Corey, I don't know if you, I don't know if you had uh, anything else for, for Brandy before we uh, 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 move along. No, uh, I don't know. Do you, uh, hmm. do you have, is there like a website or anything you have that people could go? Is there anything put together that people can uh, look at? Um, well, there, if you want to find out anything about graphic packaging, like their violations, Eagle actually has a website for graphic packaging itself. I bet that I think it's the only one they have that's got their own page for a polluter. And it shows like all the violations, the house studies, like the odor task force meetings, all that. And then, um, like if people want to go, I'm Brandy Crawford on Facebook. I have like, um, if anybody from Kalamazoo is listening that hasn't signed up, there's a, there's a link to sign up for the lawsuits that we're filing to try to get people out of there. Because So that's echo.epa.gov, correct, is what you're talking about? For, no, that, that that's if you wanted to get know the violations, but the the um, the website for graphic packaging, I think it's um, michigan.gov graphic packaging, I think is what it is. Or it's the Eagle website, E-G-L-E. Or you can just Google Eagle Graphic Packaging and it'll come up. Brandy Crawford, uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, here on LibServe. Thank you. You guys have a good night. And we'd like to give another special thanks to Brandy Crawford for joining us for part one of our series. Stay tuned for part two with mysterious Redditor Scott. I'm just messing around, though. He's a pretty normal dude that just wants to be anonymous for personal reasons. Lots of important things to say uh, coming up from Scott in part two. And please join us for our live streams on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search Libservative. We'll come right up. Uh, You'll catch us on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time once we come back from our hiatus for this series on January 26th, year 2023. Don't worry, we'll remind you again in parts two and three. And please tell a friend as podcasts like ours grow best through word of mouth. 
and help us ride those algorithms by just leaving us a quick review. It really does help, uh, even if you think it doesn't, even if you think you don't matter, you do. All of our intellectual idiots matter. And until part two, I've been Dan Griffin for Corey Walsh and Bell the Body Snatcher, and we are out of here. We the people cannot stand that.